Welcome to Class Music, this is Rain Open, I'm Ramona Reeves. This week, our guests are Carolina Ingenito and Sean Nam. On this episode, we'll be discussing Artemis Fowl, our first leadership assignment, and what it finally means to be an 8th grader. And now, here's your host, Mr. Reynoso! Thank you for that genuine applause, everyone. I really appreciate it. All right, well, this is going to be our first, uh, hopefully not our last episode of Classroom Radio. Thank you, Ramon, for that outstanding job of being our very first announcer. You're setting the bar very high. And uh, so uh, we're going to be talking about a few things. This will be something. If it fails miserably and this is the first and last time we ever do it, oh, well. You guys get to be, you know, inhabitants on a sinking ship, so... Captain goes down with the ship. Don't worry about that. All right, so uh, let's 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 get started right away. Artemis Fowl. On a scale of one to ten, Sean, how would you rate it? One being, you know, it's not worth the space it takes up in your desk. Ten being, it's outstanding. You loved it. Where would you uh, rate Artemis Fowl as a summer reading book? Do I hold it? Uh, just say it right, nice and loud, and loud for us to hear. This I is why I'm speaking so loud right now, so that it picks us up. I would say it was two two and a half out of ten. Two and a half out of ten. So not good. So like a 20% of a test score. That was boring. So you thought it was boring. Okay, I'm going to come back and we're going to get a little more. We're not done talking about that. How about, uh, Carolina, how would you rate it? One being not so good. Yeah. Ten being outstanding. We got a two and a half from Sean. What would you think? I agreed with Sean. It was very boring. I'm going to rate it even less. Give it a one. (laughs) Give it a one. All right, so we've got... uh, Ah, and let's see, looking at our, our, our wonderful studio audience, uh, raise your hand if, you're, if you would follow in line with their uh, rating of this book. So, a number of students. Okay. Okay, so um, let's, um, let's talk about why. What is, what is it about the book? Sean, we'll start off with you. What was it about the book? And make sure, you guys, make sure we're speaking up loudly so that it, we're picked up by, the, by the, uh, our recording studio. Um, what was it about the book that you didn't like? You said it was boring. Give me reasons. What was it about it that you didn't like as opposed to books that, or things that you do enjoy? Now, normally I would like the sci-fi genre, whether it's movies or a book, but the, the main flaw of this is, is that there's just too much of everything. Do you think they, they overdo it? Yeah. They overdo it. What makes, that, what, make, what makes that hurt your overall rating of a book? Why would that, why would that hurt your overall rating then? Because then I can't really keep up with what's happening. Mm-hmm. And so, well, this is just my point of view. If I can't keep up with something, then I don't really see the point in actually going through and reading it. Well, I think that's very valid. For me, I know that teachers aren't supposed to say this. I have the same, probably, the, I may have rated, I may have given it an extra point or two. I may have rated it around a three or four. But to me, not being a very strong reader, that was my big reason why I didn't like it too. Because I thought there was, and I, as I explained to the class, I felt like I was reading directions to a magic, a box of magic cards. It's like this, this fairy comes from this land. They have this power. They, they, they're afraid of this. This is their weakness. I just felt like there was way too much coming at me. And I thought, well, if you're into sci-fi, you're probably into this. But I thought it was way too much. And me not being a very strong reader, that made it harder for me. Now. Do you, would you say you're a strong reader or a weaker reader? In the middle. In the middle? Okay. I'm sure there might be teachers who would say you're more of a strong reader. But you like sci-fi? Well, well generally. Generally science fiction. And, but don't most science fiction books have all that, all that uh, overloading of information? 
Well, I think this was really my first exposure to science fiction book. Mm-hmm. Like, I've seen many sci-fi movies, but mm-hmm. books, not, not too much. Would you say it's sci-fi or fantasy? Or kind of a mix of the two? A little bit, little bit of both. Okay. Now, for you, we talked. He, Sean was saying there's just way too much coming at you. What was your major problem with the book? I just liked how it brought in new characters. Like, he brought in Mulch in the middle of the book. Mm-hmm. And then just to send him away... So it's like he came in, and then like the same chapter, he got out. So and you have no. So what? What's the problem with that? It's you first. I would rather introduce it in the beginning so I can keep up with him, mm-hmm. and then just send him away. Why would you do that? I want to know what happens to him. Okay. Go ahead. Go ahead, Sean. It's sort of like an obligatory character. Like, well, I'm not saying that everybody loves Mulch, but it kind of felt like that because. It, it kind of felt like the author just put him in just so he can get readers and okay. then just send, send him away. There's right. also too time. much real-world stuff going on. Explain. What do you mean there's too much real... When we're talking about a book with fairies and, and spells and, and whatnot, how is there too much real-world stuff involved in that? There's too much reality to it as far as, well, you're in a fantasy world and then she's pointing out how there's problems with the world she expressed or he I don't know who the author is um, <laughs> expressed how she or he hates um, how, how humans treat animals and how humans are just always at war with the fairies I guess and we don't want to talk about real things that are going on in the world right not if it's a fantasy pick one <laughs> it's well, why, why wouldn't we or... why wouldn't we want to talk about things that are going on in the real world because I mean, we all know that everything in the real world is going along smoothly right now. There's absolutely nothing wrong with what's going on in society today, right? No, <laughs> no, no. no. Even the studio audience is wondering what is he talking about. So, what's the? I would. Why wouldn't you want to? If you're writing a fantasy or sci-fi, would why wouldn't you want to bring a real world? Uh, in my opinion, just pick one. Is pick it one? history? Is it science fiction? Is it fantasy? It's just too much. So, if I like Star Wars, I can't relate Star Wars to anything other than just Star Wars. No, you can relate it, but it's not. It doesn't belong with the same storyline. Do you think then that George Lucas wasn't trying to slip in a few morality lessons with Star Wars? It depends which movie. <laughs> okay, depends which movie. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. I feel like. Um, all types of media need a little bit of real world okayness in it because I watch lots of old classic movies mm-hmm. from the 30s to the 50s and all of them had a twinge of what was going on okay like there's for example there was there was gone with the wind which mm-hmm. took place during the Civil War so and yeah I feel like you need it if you want to make a story Okay. All right. Well, then we definitely have our opinions on Artemis Fowl. I have my opinions about it. Um, let's go to the, really quickly, let's go to the, our first leadership assignment where you guys had to uh, work in a group and develop a lesson plan to present in front of various grades about the solar eclipse. What was that, in, in a nutshell, what was that like uh, for you, that entire experience? Sean? Well, for me, it's just I hate working in a team. Like, I prefer working on my own. Okay. Do you think you're the only one in the class who feels that way? No. No. What is it about, uh, if you feel brave enough to share this much of yourself, 
What is it about that working in a team that you don't like? I'm sure everybody really knows this, but I'm one of the smarter kids in the class. Well, I know, I know. <laughs> That's kind of, <laughs> all right, well, 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 okay, listen. That is, no, 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 let's, before, before we have, a, 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 before we have an uprising on the top, it's something that I think, you know, people, un, we don't want to rank kids as, as smart or not so smart, but you feel competent academically in class. You, you can kind of, you, you're more independent and you kind of think so. So how does your, your confidence academically make it harder for you to work in a group is the question I, I want to know. Well, it's just that I, may, I know a few things, well, mm -hmm. not a few things, a lot of things okay. that many people in this class may not know. Like, okay. I take facts from movies and things, like those older ones. Okay. And also, I feel like I'm, with that, with those things, I'm kind of in a week of my own. So, but does it matter the subject we're talking about? Well, um, like the, here's 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 the point I'm bringing up. Here's the point I'm bringing up. Uh, it depend. It might depend on what we're talking about. That would depend how what we consider a smart person or not. If we're talking about if we're talking about math and science, there's certain people in here who are more proficient than others. Um, there's. Some of the people in this class would probably know more about math and science than even I do. But it, it kind of also depends the subject matter. So here we have science, and you would say you're pretty confident scientifically? I or research-wise? Research-wise, Okay. Yes. Um, so how can we, this, unfortunately, this is not going to be the only, the first time, or the only, maybe not the first time, but the, the last time that we work in a group. So how... Can we approach it differently from here on out the next time we're working in a group to make it a better experience for you? What's the best thing that... thing about working in a team, especially when it comes to math, like mm -hmm. we play games and, and as a team, uh -huh. I feel like they're making me do all everything and, tr and always say I have to get it right just because I'm as what they call the smartest. And when they don't get it right, they say, oh my gosh, Sean, this is all your fault. I hate you. That, now you bring... Hey, whoa, whoa, whoa. This is, I'm incredibly proud of you right now because that takes a lot of guts to admit a pressure that you feel. That takes a whole lot of guts to do that. And I don't think that you're the only person who's ever felt that kind of pressure that like people are going to rely when we're working in a team. And it brings up a very good point. The whole point of that, that uh, leadership assignment thing was to work as a team and not rely on one person to do all the work. And often we're going to be put in teams where one person might be more proficient than someone else. And so it's going to be kind of easier to like leave the, the bulk of the responsibility on that person when what I want you to do is figure out ways to draw in on other people's strengths. And so I think that, that brings up a huge thing. So let's not talk about solar eclipse. Let's talk about how to work as a team. So uh, Carolina... What are some of the challenges of working in a team, especially when you don't get to pick your group? When your teacher picks your group, what are some of the challenges you feel? Sean brought up a really good challenge that sometimes he feels pressured that he has to, whether people are doing that or not, he feels that pressure. And we can't say, oh, Sean said this and it's not true. No, if he feels it, his feelings are genuine. If he genuinely feels like that, that's the truth. So what do you think are some of the challenges that 
eighth graders will be faced when they're put into a group that they don't get to pick. I feel like everyone in this class has a very strong idea of what is supposed to happen in you know, a group project in general. So disagreements amongst friends and the class mm -hmm. would be a challenge because you know, whose idea is better and then you just fight amongst yourselves and you don't get anything done. Is it fighting though? Arguing. Why is it, why is it, why, why does an exchange of ideas or opinions, why does that have to become a fight or an argument? Because <laughs> we're not, we can be stupid, we can do stuff that, <laughs> we can be nagging on the little things that don't even matter, just to be right. Mm -hmm. So how do we get past that then? Take how do we take, how do, <clears throat> so the question I'm going to present to you and the challenge, I don't know if you have an answer or not, but I'm going to just say, how do we express different opinions, different ideas, without it becoming a fight, without it becoming an argument, without it becoming you just saying, fine, I'm just going to let the quote-unquote smart kid do the work, and I'm going to kick back and, and not do anything. Um, or maybe that was a, maybe that was a, that wasn't a, that was more of a figurative question that I want you to think about. And I think that's, uh, as we're running out of time, I think that's a great uh, question. I know we were going to uh, talk about what it finally means to be an eighth grade, but I think that's what that question morphed into. And I think that was incredibly brave to admit that sometimes you feel this pressure that you've got to carry on the work and that you're able to say, well, sometimes we fight over stupid things and we goof around and we don't get things done. Can I say something else? Absolutely, you can say something else. As long as it has to do with this. We're not talking about sports yet. I know, I know. I know. Okay, go ahead. It's not just this, this class I feel pressure with. I also feel pressure with teachers. Do you? Especially okay. with Mr. Perot. Mm -hmm. And he wants... I feel like he... This is a very... This, this episode... I had no idea classroom radio was going to be controversial. I love it. I love it. We're not jumping through hoops. We're burning them. All right. No, wait. All right. Now, stop. 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 Um, let's not... Let's try not to name names because I don't want this to show... Ooh, guess who they talked about in this one? Let's generalize teachers. I'm throwing myself into that category. So we're not going to say this teacher does this. How do teachers... Uh, bring that same pressure that you sometimes feel working with your with your peers? I think that some teachers expect more out of me because I'm quote-unquote smart mm. and they and um, they just yeah they just expect more I, from me. I don't I, and I, and you I know what and I will admit as a teacher we are guilty of that and I think you know in fourth grade we never really discuss things like that, but in eighth grade we do discuss things like this. And uh, I, I'm not going to ask people to raise their hands, but there might be other students who out there who feel that same pressure that, like, well, I'm always getting A's, and so they're expecting more from me. And that's that can't be something that feels good. I'm assuming that's not anything that feels great. But wouldn't you want to be pushed? To I don't think it, I don't think it's a question of Sean not wanting to be challenged. What he's saying, I think that. It's not fair that, and, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, that it's not fair that he's expected to do more because he's more proficient at something. Well, if, and, if, and if they feel that way, they can put me a grade higher where they expect more from them. Interesting. This is awesome. I don't know about you guys, but I like this. This is fun. This is so dramatic. Are, no, it's awesome. No, it's not dramatic, and I don't want it to be something bad. I like, I like this because discussing stuff like this, this is real. This is what's important. I think it, as you guys get older, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to close it off right now, and I'm really happy that, that this, I'm, I'm happy about this. I like this. I know 
I know some of you guys might feel a little comfortable. I can't believe you said that. I can't believe she said that. I can't believe we have to sit here and listen to this. <laughs> Whatever. Um, as you guys get older, it's important to find your voice and to finally, and that's the purpose of a podcast. Find your voice, record it, put it out there, put those ideas out there, stir up conversation. So hopefully that when you listen to this, it starts conversation. Because just like on one side, that one person might be feeling pressured because there's this perception of who this person is and what they should be, there's probably people on the other side of the thing. Maybe they, they don't achieve very highly in school. Maybe they don't get the best grades and the pressures that they feel. That would be interesting to feel, to, to have a, a conversation on that. What are the students who aren't the top students, who don't get the good grades, who haven't had those same pressures, what are the pressures that they feel? And you guys are gonna, these, these feelings that you have, are gonna, the bell means that the episode's done, uh, but these feelings that you have, they're only gonna be magnified and over the course of the next four years, four or five years when you're in high school. So um, I don't know about you guys, but I think this episode deserves a big round of applause. Very cool. All right. Well, I hope uh, I hope that this wasn't the uh, the last episode of uh, Classroom Raider because if 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 we were uh, if we can if we can get people to participate and open up and speak this well every week, I think it's going to be awesome. I think it's going to be outstanding. Uh, very proud of uh, of my announcer this week, uh, Ramon. Give him a big hand. Very, very proud of my guests, Carolina and Sean, so give them a big hand. And uh, have, fun have fun listening to this, have fun having uh, conversations with about this, and don't forget, find your voice. That's all this, this is all about. This is uh, Mr. Reynoso, episode one of Classroom Radio, Radio, I gotta learn how to speak, is done. So thanks a lot, everyone. Take care.